Ready? I'm ready. All right. So happy new year, Gunnar. Happy New Year, Dave. Uh, Dave, I hope that for 2022, you're the last person I have to wish a Happy New Year. Yes, yes. That's your New Year resolution. Yeah, we're two weeks in. I feel like we're now relieved of that responsibility. I'm still saying Happy New Year for 21, so yeah. (laughs) Man, it's been a blur. Uh, All these, all these, uh, all this uh, uh, isolation, so... Yes. The yeah. isolation and the unpleasantness. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're an iPhone man, right? Yeah, sure. With, with your uh, iPhone, do you leave the uh, automatic signature that says uh, sent from my iPhone in your email? Oh, absolutely not. No, I take the, it's the first thing I took out. Yeah. yeah. I don't well, need why? to advertise the fact that I'm on my phone. No. Okay. So it's uh, signaling value. It's like you, you would rather leave it, uh, um, ambiguous. You don't want to uh, alienate the Android users that are out there, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I suppose that's right. Um, mostly, it just seems like a, it's a waste, and uh, it's mm-hmm. off-brand for me, right? Yeah, right. To endorse yeah. Uh, uh, endorsements. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, you know, there was uh, was it Kevin Rose that uh, you know the venture capitalist, the dig guy, and all that. Um, I think mm-hmm. he even set his desktop email signature to say sent from his iPhone. So <laughs> he could be really short and terse with his email replies. And like, oh. yeah. So, um, you know, so people would forgive it. And it's like, that was one of his life hacks. But um, just the other day, let me, you know, so there's your signaling value of, you know, sent from my iPhone. So it either shows that somebody intentionally left it in there because they want to let everybody know that they have an iPhone or they don't know how to change the defaults or they don't care. Um, but I actually got an, uh, an email from somebody uh, that said, uh, using speech to text feature on my iPhone, please excuse spelling, especially names. Oh, interesting. And a signature. Yeah. It's like, that's like the next level, right? That's right. That's right. Do you think what do you think that was actually the case or do you think that that was a uh or you think that was a play, uh, a Kevin a Kevin Roof style play? Yeah, like as his desktop. Um I you know, to me it's like like I don't like that somebody has to put an apology in every email that they send uh yeah. for lack of detail. Yeah. You know, of uh, attention to detail especially with spelling people's names or or it's like it's like, hey, I'm not trying, and <laughs> just letting you know, and and it's not worth it, you know, and and it's like I'm not even going to bother proofreading. I'm just going to I'm going to talk into my phone. I'm going to hit send and hope for the best, and you know, <laughs> just send me a send me a, a voice, uh, uh, you know, like one of those next all things, right? Like a voice gram or whatever, you know. Yeah. But, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's what I saw over the break. Um, what, what's going on in your neck of the woods? Uh, well, I, so I stumbled on this article that I think might be interesting for this uh, this peculiar set of, re- of readers and listeners that we've got. Um, so, 
You know, when you introduce a new consumer product, you know, mm -hmm. nowadays we understand, you know, we got to focus group it, right? You want to mm -hmm. uh, try out the product with a small set of people and see how it works. It never even occurred to me that that would happen with, uh, with home construction. Hmm. And so I was really surprised to run across the, this article about the first air conditioners that were deployed in America, the home air mm -hmm. conditioners. Mm -hmm. So it's the 1950s. Air conditioning is uh, beginning to be deployed in businesses, of course, banks and office mm -hmm. buildings and things like that. Um, and the National Home Builders Association was curious about what it uh, about how exactly to deploy an air conditioner in a home. Mm -hmm. And so they needed to uh, a group of test subjects where they could try out different things like how does the insulation, how is insulation supposed to be different? Uh, does the duck, how does the duck work supposed to work? Like can homeowners handle the maintenance burden, things like this. Mm -hmm. And they piloted home air conditioning in, here in Austin, Texas, in the neighborhood of Allendale. Mm. Uh, and so all the details are in the article, which, and they've got some like very fun photos of kind of what mm -hmm. the neighborhoods look like at the time. And, uh, mm -hmm. kind of the size of these air conditioners is really something else. It's like, uh, it's like a, it's like a mainframe. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. Like, uh, like two furnaces. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so anyway, I just, I'm really tickled by this idea of like, imagine a world where we don't actually know how to install air conditioning yet and we have to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I can imagine that like going through that village back in the day and you have all these guys with lab coats and clipboards walking from house to house and, um, you know, Checking stuff yeah. out, A B testing. Yeah. Yeah. With a bunch of uh, invasive questions about uh about your uh about your temperature preferences and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, this week, uh let's see if you notice a pattern uh about what we're gonna be talking about. So uh we're gonna be talking about automating ransomware and automating prosecution and automating uh Defense attorneys and a bridge. Oh, I got well. You know, automation—it's uh mm -hmm. its important and it's all around us, Dave. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. Yep, and uh, yeah. So, where, where do we need to send them uh, to get uh, to check out those old timey pictures of uh, of air conditioners? Yeah. Um, so you can ask your home automation assistant uh, to send you to dgshow.org. Uh, that's mm -hmm. D is in Dave, G is in Gunner. Show .org. Or uh, if you want to automate yourself over to uh, Twitter, you can get mm -hmm. us at uh, dgshow.org. That's dgshow, D-O-T-O-R-G. Nice. Yep. And uh, cutting room floor, uh, very succinct. Uh, but did you know that, that your uh, iPhone can blow candles out? I did not. How on earth does that work? Yeah, that's what it's like. Ah, this is fake. And, and so, um, yeah, there's an app called Blower. And uh, th there's a YouTube video that I put in there where it actually uses uh, the vibration of a particular frequency of sound, right? And so, you know, sound makes motion of air, right? Which is yeah. how you hear it. And yeah. that motion of the, of the sound makes it, um, uh, the air uh, vibrate and move and enough to blow a candle out. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, and imagine that's going to be the, the like. Can you imagine going to a kid's birthday party now, and <laughs> you know, in nowadays of like blow the candles out and everything, and then it's like slobber and just 
spray all over the place and everybody's like no thanks i don't want a cake but now it's it's like you just, people are going to be pulling their uh blower app out and uh uh putting putting the blowing the candles out with their iphones yeah well that sounds very sanitary mm-hmm. yeah yeah and you could probably while while you're blowing the candles out you could be uh, dictating emails into it so <laughs> yeah so you got that um if you ever, if in, um, I guess uh, Henry Kissinger had the dream of being a weatherman, and uh, so uh, got some footage of that. If you ever wanted to see him uh, do a weather report, um, and then you found this about um, the sad Dan, uh, sad dad band, and and what it says about you. What's what's that? Yeah, I'm going to make some uh, wild suppositions about uh, the demographics of our listening audience, um, and I'm mm-hmm. going to go ahead and say that this might resonate. Um, so this is from uh, the the the, uh, the venerated uh, outlet McSweeney's. Um, mm-hmm. They had an article. It's kind of a listicle about uh, different da- sad dad bands and uh, and what they might say about you. Uh, it's a real treat, and I won't lie, it stung uh, in several cases when I read it. <laughs> too true. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit too true. Yeah. Yeah. Too close to home. Yeah. Yeah. Any favorites of that? Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. You have a lot to say about the little restaurant on the coast where you've actually become good friends with the owner. He let you come by in the afternoon once and learn about cooking shellfish. You shake your head at the word crypto. Four of your friends are named Josh. One dead friend is named Josh. You're glad you don't work in business development anymore. You wake up screaming sometimes. That's Pearl Jam. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, there are plenty of bands that I that that uh, they need to do them uh, for for mine. Uh, the, the other dad bands that are out there. So yeah. Um, but anyhow, um, you remember Bad USB, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. So um, and we talked about it. I I actually dug in the archives. It goes back to uh, episode one thirty eight um, back in two thousand seventeen. We talked about this. And um, it's a bad USB. Um, you plug this USB device in. Um, it acts like a key, uh, keyboard, and then it like squirts out some code that can, uh, um, you know, open up a terminal or go to a web page or whatever, pull down a malware payload and, and execute it. Um, mm-hmm. But um, there is uh, a, a new twist uh, to that, where you know how instead of people just you know scattering a bunch of USB drives in. A parking lot and hoping that that people plug it in. Um, there are uh, two variations of this scheme, and uh, one is uh, there's a package that looks like it came from uh, Health and Human Services, and um, it's often accompanied by letters referencing COVID guidelines with a USB stick. And then there's another one that looks like an Amazon package, like all the Amazon packaging, uh, with a um, uh, decorative gift box that has this in it as a gift, a fraudulent thank you letter, and a counterfeit gift card and uh, the USB uh, drive. Oh man! Oh man! Yeah. yeah. So instead of you like finding something in the parking lot and being curious, what if somebody actually like mailed you know an Amazon package lands at your doorstep and it's like oh wow this is, and it could even be like a spear phishingy sort of thing. It could be from from Dave. Right. Of yeah. Like, oh, here's this nice USB drive. And uh, would you plug it in? No, of course not. No, I would. Well, I would be deeply suspicious of anybody who would send me a USB drive. Uh, I yeah. feel like my reputation hopefully precedes me here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Seems like a so, terrific idea. Yeah. So that, well, that's um, 
I guess people are plugging them in, so that's it's uh, there's a market for that, um, and and it installs ransomware. Um, but related to that is like you know how like and we talked about this a while ago is that you could have like an Arduino Leonardo, um, it can emulate a um, a mouse or a keyboard, and um, like Lauren and I like you know how like you could set like uh, uh, like group policy to force a uh, screen lock to go on, right? Mm-hmm. So after like so many minutes of inactivity, it forces a screen lock to go on. People have to plug in their um, um, password to unlock it. Well, you know, Laura and I, we we were just uh, like doing some quote unquote hacking a long time ago. And it's like, hey, this can be a USB device um, that, you know, the Leonardo. So I, you know, she and I wrote a program to have it like send out like a character like once every like minute of like and it could be like a shift key um and it even got to the point where it's like well we don't want to send a shift key because you send it at the wrong time and it may capitalize something trip somebody off because i'm thinking it's like you could plug this in and then people aren't going to think about the screen not locking right it's like you could plug it into a usb port behind the computer and the, the screen will never lock because it's it's always uh, creating activity, and then uh, so we wound up doing it so that the um, the instead of it being a keyboard, we had it act like a mouse, and then have it move like one pixel in one direction, and then move one pixel back in one direction, like once a minute. So it's like totally imperceptible, mm-hmm. but if if you look really closely at the screen, you would see the mouse cursor move, and uh, you know, and again, it's like enough mouse jiggling to prevent the uh, screen lock from going on. And so anyhow, fast forward to today, it's a real product that you could buy on Amazon. <laughs> well, who would use such a thing? Yeah, people that have surveillance software installed on their computer from their employer. Oh, and right. yeah, so, um, you know, it's like I, I, you know, it's like people are uh, all these... Uh, Companies are like, oh, people are working from home, so we got to monitor them to make sure they're not goofing off. And then people are like, well, I'm afraid to even go to the bathroom because I won't be productive and I'll get dinged and I'll get written up. And so there's this uh, new boom uh, uh, in product sales called mouse movers that uh, lets employees keep their computer awake uh, if they ever walk away from their their desk. And they also call them uh, mouse jigglers um, (laughs) that will, um, you know, uh, it's one in five companies admitted to either installing technology to snoop on staff or planning to, um, and, um, yeah, 15 bucks on Amazon. I am, uh, I am pleading with anybody whose boss has installed, uh, tracking software like this on there. I, I, I am begging you if, uh, if you are working in a place that is trying to monitor your work in this way, mm-hmm. uh, please do everything you can to find a new job. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. If you find yourself buying a mouse jiggler on Amazon, uh, it's, a, it's a sign. Yeah. It's a sign. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's not supposed to work like that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if you still like the place you're at and you need, you're in the market for a mouse jiggler, you could either hit one up, uh, hit Amazon up for 15 bucks, or uh, Lauren could probably hook you up for 10. Uh, so just <laughs> reach out to her. She can, she can get you, get you a deal. Um, and do one uh, using open source technology. Right. So, yeah. 
Yeah. And then, um, you know, we've been talking about, um, you know, AI for crime fighting and all that. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the fine folks in China, um, they have announced, uh, I think it was one of the provinces out there, they have, uh, Chinese scientists have developed an AI prosecutor um, that can press charges. <laughs> oh, I've read this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it doesn't end well. Yeah, so there's an <laughs> AI prosecutor. Um, it can file charges with more than 97% accuracy uh, based on a verbal description of the case, uh, according to these researchers. And um, uh, let's see what else. It The machine was trained uh, using 17,000 cases from 2015 to 2020. And um, it can identify and uh, press charges for Shanghai's eight most common crimes. Those crimes are um, credit card fraud, uh, running a gambling operation, dangerous driving, intentional injury, obstructing official duties, theft, fraud, and uh, quote unquote, picking quarrels and provoking trouble. <laughs> So I can imagine this as being like an efficiency measure, I suppose, like if it's going to spit out an indictment and then it's mm -hmm. going to be read by, I presume it's then read by a human and I guess. Yeah, I think so. Like it, like it'll involve a, um, you know, it's like, Hey, here's a recommendation. And then somebody like eyeballs it and says, yeah, good enough. And, you know, and just approves it. Right. Yeah. Um, right. but 97%, do you really even need to have that person, um, you know, eyeball it, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. This puts me in mind of a of there was a presentation from 1972, uh, a photo of which was floating around uh, Twitter earlier this week, and uh, it was a kind of a slide from a, or a, uh, I guess they called it a foil back then uh, from mm -hmm. the presentation. The presentation says a computer can never be held accountable, therefore a computer must never make a management decision. Mm. I feel like this is a good rule. This, seems, yes. this is a sound rule, right? Yeah, it, um, the, the Amazon, uh, uh, Amazon, uh, Asimov, uh, that should be one of his uh, rules of AI. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. So, I mean, I, I actually, I'm intrigued by this idea of using an AI, like, you know, for, I guess for media purposes, you call it an AI prosecutor, but if it's an AI that generates indictments based on the verbal description from a police officer, and then a prosecutor can more quickly turn around an indictment, I can see some benefit in that. I can see some mm -hmm. benefit in that, as long as yeah. you can then hold the prosecutor accountable for the, uh, uh, for the text, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you could uh, think how much more efficiently you would be at uh, jailing people, and you could jail a lot more people. And um... well, so, yeah, right. No, so that's the that's the downside of it. But on, on the other hand, put it on the put it on the other end, right? Like, what if this was something that could empower somebody? Like, remember our friends at uh, Do Not Pay? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's where it's like if you got a robot that is your prosecutor um, that's pr prosecuting you, you need like a robot lawyer to defend you, right? Yes, right. Mm -hmm. yep. Yep. And uh, so they got a new feature out. It's not they, they're not uh, operating in Shanghai with uh, indictments for picking quarrels and provoking trouble yet. Um, but um, if you ever got banned on your social media account, uh, part of the feature of the uh, do not pay uh, robot lawyer uh, can get your account back, or at least it can try to. That's pretty amazing. So just based mm -hmm. on the, so it'll, I presume it's kind of programmed with like 
some effective arguments and then mm-hmm. uh based on the based on the ban notice or with a block notice or whatever that the that the service sends out it'll then respond with some persuasive mm-hmm. some persuasive argument to get you unlocked yep yep yeah and they said it's not um it's not foolproof you know it's like if you're if you're so toxic and they kick you out you know it's like yeah sorry um but uh for you know many of the people that uh, accidentally unfairly get banned um it's it's a uh, there's some hope and you could have a, a robot do it for you neat that's cool mm-hmm. that's clever yep and uh yeah the the last thing i saw um you know, and we talked about this. Uh, this was before uh, the holiday break, but um, you know, I mentioned to you that uh, in Akron here, um, uh, somebody stole a fifty-eight foot bridge. Right, right. Yeah. It was sitting in a. It was sitting in a field, uh, kind mm-hmm. of abandoned. Right. Uh, it wasn't abandoned. It was. It was like uh, they were replacing the bridge. Uh, you know, they they took the old bridge off, so they took this bridge, they moved it off, and then they were going to put in build a new bridge. And it was like sitting there on the construction site, and then um, uh, it was like uh, I guess a forty thousand dollar bridge. And and um, uh, November eleventh, uh, the police were notified that the bridge was stolen. And um, and the thing is, is that it's like the first thing I thought is like, oh, it's probably made out of some scrap metal or something that you take it to a scrapyard and, and you've got hot it or whatever. But um, it wasn't the case. And uh, it's it was made out of some polymer. Who would have thought in Akron, uh, river capital of the world, uh, polymer city, you know. <laughs> um, so there's and so they're like, there's probably no real value in it. Um, but they said that, you know, and it was the people were puzzled because it was like uh like the bridge was like you could take it apart, uh, you know, because it was sort of like an erector set with a lot of bolts and stuff like that. You could disassemble it if you wanted to. Um, but um, uh, since uh, November 11th, um, uh, uh, the uh, the Akron police um, they uh, identified a subject and they charged him. Um, probably a human did it, not not an AI, uh, of stealing the bridge. And I guess um, this guy. Uh, paid a local trucking company uh, for a crane service, and the the crane was used to uh, you know, it, to like basically take the bridge. And um, they're working on uh, they they recovered the bridge and they're now moving it back to Akron. Amazing! So he was just a kind of wildcat installing his own bridge in a like in the next county or whatever. I, I don't know what he was doing with it. Uh, there, were, I didn't see any. Like, I have to see what the the you know what the court uh, is saying or what his defense was. Um, they didn't say. Uh, well, you know, he's probably not talking right now too publicly about you know any motivations or anything like that, um, and pleading his innocence. I don't know where the bridge came from. It showed up in my backyard. You know, <laughs> the damn kids. Um, but. Um, but yeah, it's like I don't, I don't know what this guy was doing uh, with uh, or what his, his thought was, and and it's like I had this mental picture of this whole like Ocean's Eleven, like uh, uh, ensemble cast of of characters from that right. different area that are you yeah. know you know getting the truck and the and they're the, you know uh, uh, you know the security guard and knocking them out or something and you know, yeah right. and swiping yeah. the bridge you know yeah you need a driver yeah. and a face man yeah. That's right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. hacker. 
Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. The hacker. Yep. Yep. To cover the <laughs> tracks and, um, you know, to fool all this, uh, the safety cameras and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah. No, and in fact, and instead it was just a 63-year-old David Bramley of Sharon Township in Medina County who uh, was just walking through a field one day and was like, hey, free bridge. Yeah, until proven guilty. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> innocent until proven guilty, uh, we'll say yeah, that. But, right. uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's craziness. Yeah. Wonderful. Oh, I feel like I learned a lot today, Dave. Yeah, this is very eclectic. Um, yeah, crime and punishment. Um edition uh, here. So, yeah, but if, if uh, you uh, need to download that uh, blower app uh, to blow out candles for the next uh, birthday party you go to, uh, where do we need to send people? Uh, you should go to uh, dgshow.org. Uh, that's D as in Dave, G as in Gunner, show.org. And on uh, Twitter at uh, dgshow.org, dgshow.org. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks, Gunner. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.